0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, sister, how
1: are you? Wa alaykum I'm good, how about you?
0: Alhamdulillah, sister. JazakAllah khair for joining us from our Qudun Al Diaries. Um, sister, Thank you so much for inviting me. Alhamdulillah. Uh, sister, could you please introduce yourself for us and tell us a little bit about what you do, inshaAllah?
1: Okay, so I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um... I have one daughter, and I do run a blog on Instagram, which is uh, Speaks, And we also run a page uh, with uh, a group of Nkabi sisters. Uh, that is Nkabi bloggers community. And the main purpose is to just appreciate uh, the other fellow Maccabi sisters who are trying to do this
0: and facing difficulties. So, yeah, we work like that. MashaAllah, Allah, That sounds amazing. So, inshallah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the interview, and definitely put a link to the description and in the description box for everybody that they can um check out. Inshallah. Sure. So, inshallah, sure. can you tell me um how did you come to start wearing the niqab?
1: Okay, um, from the start, um, I am a born Muslim, but uh, uh, you know, like here in our society, the uh, Families don't usually, you know, generate this thing, which is sad, actually, but they think that covering is not necessary, so I wasn't brought up that way, so I just started it a few years back when I got married, officially, I started after marriage, so, uh, like, I, I wanted to do it before, but permanently, I started it after, when I got married, and I just uh, you know do a lot more research for myself and uh, i started taking online lectures and i started to learn about my religion better and then i started wearing it for like permanent thing so yeah that's how it
0: started okay sorry sister could you share with us what is your cultural background just for the viewers
1: uh, yeah, uh, you you know I live in Pakistan so which is uh, I already said it's sad reality but it is like people here don't think that uh, covering your face is a necessity according to our religion mm-hmm. which it is but people think it's uh, re- actually fine if you're covering your head if you're wearing a the on your head and even if your co- heels are not covered properly even if you're not uh, wearing this tight hijab or anything so people think that it's okay it's normal do not cover your face. And being a Muslim, like you are praying five times a day, and you are following other rulings, but covering doesn't count as a necessity. So uh, when I brought up, so I was like not at all, you know, uh, into this side of modesty or covering, and I've never actually learned my religion this way.
0: Mm.
1: So we were like. Uh, you know, praying five time is must, and you have to be careful uh, with your, uh, you know, uh, with your words or with your attitude. You have to be uh, polite and everything else. We used to follow other rulings, but the covering doesn't count. In like, you know, it's 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 like normal. It's usually, you know, young girls should be taught. To cover, but you, you don't usually do it mm-hmm. like that. And even if someone is using it, the face will. So it was, uh, you know, if someone is uh, covering their faces and they're using the full covering, yeah. so it it was like uh, they, they were supposed to be extreme at mm-hmm. extreme levels. Mm-hmm. They're doing the religion at extreme levels. Which is not true, but you know, people just don't realize the covering as a part of our religion, and which is actually very saddening.
0: Subhanallah. So, so on that note, I mean, you mentioned that obviously people see uh, see it as being extreme. How has been <laughs> How has it been in the niqab Like, have you like within your own family, for example? Have your family members? given you any kind of problems um, because you started wearing it? And what about your husband as well? Like you said you started wearing it after marriage. Did he have any issues with you wearing it? No, no,
1: he wasn't, um, you know, uh, he's different. He lives in Saudi Arabia. So uh, when I went to Saudi Arabia myself and I, you know, the society, the effect of society, the I, I observed the. Like, everyone is doing it and this is what actually Islam teaches us to do and this is a normal thing to do and you can do everything uh, even being covered. So I just, uh, you know, I never thought it that way even uh, um, before before my marriage like uh, my mom used to wear the abaya but uh, she used to do the hijab but not the face veil. And uh, me as uh, myself, I was the youngest sister, so like uh, I was never, you know, in a modest, uh, I was never brought up in a modest way because I was the youngest one and it was supposed that if I'm wearing something, so it's my choice and I can do everything being, you know, I was like a child of the house. So I was allowed to do anything I wanted to do. But, uh, you know, when uh, when the fam- the society or the family has a huge effect of uh, uh, on girls, especially, they see their mom and they want to do something their mom does. So I was, uh, I had this, uh, I wanted to wear a baya, but I was never, I never had guts to do so because, um, my sister don't usually wear it, so I was like, it's not for me. Maybe it's for the older women or not every girl has to wear it. But you have this uh, the influence from your mom, so you want to do it, but you, you never actually did it. But when I got married, my husband was like, uh, he knew, that the teachings and he told me that the woman must cover the self, uh, women must cover their faces and I was like what, I, I never done it and I was shy enough, but he never like forced me to do it, I was never oppressed by him, <laughs> so he just uh, told me the Hadith and the Quranic courses and used to teach me. And I then uh, just uh, started learning myself, and I was uh, uh, I went into it, and you know the things I never knew uh, was included in ourdeen, and so I was more moved toward Islam after my marriage, but uh, covering was still, up, you know. It was uh, like a milestone to cover because uh, <clears throat> I was not actually, I would say that I wasn't ready. Like you cannot do a sudden change in your That's whole crazy. lifestyle. Yes. It was mm-hmm. like a sudden change. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, not doing it suddenly. Even though I knew my husband wanted me to do it, but and if my family doesn't want me to do it, so I was like, a little bit shy, mm-hmm. so I started wearing a up. I used to cover my hair, but I didn't do the face veil well until I myself went to Saudi Arabia. I lived there and I observed the society and I, I, I just realized that it's not that bad. I mean, you can be free, you can be uh, independent and you can do whatever you want even if uh, you can do what like you can do whatever you want with the covering as well mm-hmm. it's not a barrier it's not something that stops you from being yourself and uh, i start feeling more confident and uh, that was the time i actually practiced it but not like a permanent. I used to do it sometime and sometimes I don't want to do it so I don't do it and if it's a family event or anything so I don't cover my face when I go out uh, for like public public places so I used to cover but uh, I get the confidence from living there actually. So uh, when I came back to my home, when mm-hmm. I came back to my country, so it was a sudden change for people, like, it was a shock, like, how can you be so changed? Are you oppressed? Mm-hmm. So the impression of, like, I am being oppressed by my husband, that actually, like, made me a little sad. No, it's not the oppression, I chose it myself, I learned it myself, and I want to do it, because I want to do it, not because he wants me to do it, but because uh, this is Allah's command, and it is the necessity, and I kept explaining people, and uh, they were like, no, why, why um, if it's a necessity, you don't do it uh, while you do Umrah, or uh, it's not... It's not actually, Islam is not very extreme, you're being the extreme one and you're going to extreme levels, it's not like that. So it was a bit difficult for me to explain it to my friends and my family that I want to do it because, I want to do it, not because of my husband.
0: Yes, subhanAllah. I think this is what happens a lot of the time with sisters I think even like for example Even um, like converts When when women become Muslim And then they get married straight away Or sometimes they marry the Muslim And then later on they decide they want to become Muslim They get the same yes. kind of thing as well Like it, it's like you could, Almost like you don't have a brain for yourself People just assume that you're doing everything Because your husband wants you to do it You know And that's yes. not, you know, yes. not necessarily the case
1: but i feel like that it, no one can uh force you into this thing N- no one can force you because if if you are uh, if if someone is forced to wear a niqab he she she would do it in front of her husband only and she would not do in the absence of her husband because she's not ready from uh, the inside she's cool. she's not doing it uh, by herself so, I don't think if anyone can be forced to do it. I don't think it, no no, no one can force you. If you want to do it, you will do it properly. If you don't want to do it, maybe you're doing it in front of someone to show them that, hey, I'm doing it. And then when you have the chance, you take it off. So, it's not about the, uh, it's not something
0: that can be forced. Of course. Subhanallah. So, how do you find um, traveling then? You, you said that obviously you're living in Saudi now, but you travel back home to Pakistan every now and then. How do you find traveling wearing the niqab? How's your experience been?
1: Yes, I've been to Muslim countries, but I've never been to Europe or anywhere that uh, this uh, niqab feels out of the place. So, I never fi- find it difficult traveling. Even uh, when I started wearing it, I feel more confident. I feel more like myself. I feel like people uh, look at me in a different way. I feel it's like protecting me and it it is being a protection. But, uh, you know, I never feel bad with the, you know, I never feel it difficult doing in front of strangers because they know myself um, as a Muslim woman. But what is uh, what was a diff- what was uh, the main thing that made me feel difficult? It was in front of the people who already know me because I was a completely different person before doing the cup and I changed a lot because I because I learned a lot of, of, about my deen, I learned uh, better uh, how to be a better Muslim. So. It was difficult in front of the people who already knew me but I never feel difficult in front of strangers even I feel more confident and I feel like more like myself and I can I I don't think the travelling was difficult with niqab, no I never faced any difficulty
0: Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah so Alhamdulillah so, Do you feel that um, you you've been treated differently or do you feel that even sisters, for example, who wear the naqqaf get treated differently from sisters who just wear the hijab, for example? So how's your experience yes. in Saudi Arabia and in Pakistan? Like how would you compare those two with the Muslim community? Um as as I described, uh like um
1: as I told you, that it was not difficult in Saudi Arabia. Uh, that, that was the place that I adopted it more, and that was the place that I got more confident about being in the copy. But in our country, uh, this is actually, there. there is a perception that uh, if a woman is doing the copy, she's uh, maybe some something, there is something lesser in her personality, or she's less than a Women who's not doing niqab. So in our country in Pakistan, it's actually uh, women actually face uh, really bad expressions. You know, uh, even Muslim women give you these looks. They look down upon you. I don't. I don't feel uh, really comfortable in front of the women who are like looking at you like why do you need to do this, and they have this look in their eye, they're looking at you, like you're some, uh, you're in a, one way or another, like you're oppressed, They, they get, you get these looks that you, you must not be doing it by yourself, like you must have been forced into it, or there's some problem with you, so yes, there is a lot of difference between a hijabi and a an niqabi. They treat you in a different way, which is sad, but yeah, it's
0: a reality. So do you, do you feel, um, would you say that when you're back home now, do you, has that caused kind of like, um, does it make you feel uncomfortable when you see a hijabi, for example, or do you still treat them the same way you would if they was wearing the niqab like you, or if you wasn't wearing the niqab, do you have you do you think it's affected your behavior or your kind of interaction with them?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, you are being treated differently, and uh, I feel like like they they somehow if uh, the not the non-Muslim women, but the Muslim ones, <laughs> they they're Muslim, they know that this is uh, something they have to do, but they kind of, you know, justify their way of dressing to making you a lesser, you know, you cannot judge, obviously, you cannot judge, they may be praying better, they they may be a better Muslim than us, but, you know, they if they don't practice niqab, it's not, you know, Necessary that it's uh, they have they don't have to justify they not being niqab by telling you you are doing it wrong you you are doing religion wrong like you know <clears throat> I get the looks and uh, you know that there's something in it there there's some problem how can you explain it like um they kind of you know uh, justify Themselves not wearing it mm-hmm. by telling yeah. you
0: doing it wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, subhanallah, yeah. So you get my point, right? Yes, yes definitely, I get your point. Yeah, it makes I understand what you're saying because I I feel like I've I've, I've experienced similar things here. I mean, hamdulillah, yeah. not not so much, but I think when I first started wearing the card, um. You know there was this kind of perception that niqabi sisters think that they're better than sisters who don't wear the niqab so when they see you it's almost like like you said they try to kind of justify that they don't wear it by yes. talking about the religious acts that they do saying that they are committed muslims but and it's just like you said like what we do as muslims is between us and allah our relation with allah is personal so even though we might be doing more outward action of wearing the full face veil covering our face it doesn't mean that we're automatically better than a sister who doesn't and those yes. sisters who don't they shouldn't have to feel like when they see us that old oh, they need to kind of give some justification for not wearing it you know so i think this is kind yeah. of um, and and unfortunately i've seen with some sisters it kind of can cause a rift sometimes because it's like you want to that you know people try to compete with each other like oh you know you don't need to wear that you know because they're, because they're not wearing it so they will tell you that you don't need to wear it you know but it's just like well if you take the opinion that it's not obligatory that's fine and even some sisters who work in their car they also take the opinion that it's not obligatory but they'd rather wear it as a sunnah and get that extra reward for wearing it so why should you criticize them for wearing it when you've chosen not to wear it because everybody has different ways they try to improve themselves as muslims and try to you know excel in the you know what is pleasing to allah we all have different ways that we might find easier so if somebody finds it easy to wear the face veil if they have that desire in them to cover their face to do that and get the reward from allah maybe somebody else for example finds it easy to wake up at night and pray the night prayer or to do the extra sunnah yes, prayers throughout the day, for example, and others might struggle with that. So there's different things that we can all try and do to help us to increase in our good deeds. So we shouldn't have to yes, kind of struggle For example, like if somebody, for example, wants to fast, sunnah fast like Mondays and Thursdays, or they, you know, it's coming up to Dhu'l-Hijjah now, okay. So for example, yeah. somebody decides that they're gonna they're gonna fast the first nine days of Dhu'l-Hijjah. And somebody else yeah. fasting, you you know, you're not gonna say you, that that person doesn't need to justify the fact that they're not fasting, you know. So yeah, sure. we don't usually do that with other um, acts of worship. So you know, with sisters, there, is, yeah. there shouldn't be exactly that's that's exactly
1: my point. Yes, yeah. 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 explain it well, yeah. Mashallah. Yes, exactly. This this is what actually happens. This is what the you know difficulty. This is what uh, it's just the perception yeah it's just in your in our own minds
0: yeah subhanallah so have you met anybody so far um that that had that would like to wear the niqab, but for some reason that maybe their family members have stopped them from wearing it or um they're you know they're been told that they shouldn't wear it have you met anybody like that? Yes, a
1: lot of a lot of sisters. You know, when I started uh, this Instagram blog, the main idea was that uh, because I, I I had to justify uh, with the I had to justify my decision in front of people. I thought that I should you know do a public appearance. I should uh, start a social media platform so I can uh, write my own point. Like I can tell people that it's not. Uh, about oppression or something. So when I started this uh, blog, of, when I started yes yeah Speak, so I met a lot of sisters who actually wanted to practice it, but they cannot because it's not allowed from their family members. And sometimes their husbands don't allow them to wear it. And so they are just, you know, they cannot do it if, if their husbands is not lying it yeah. so i talked to a lot of sisters and i told them that if you want to do it for allah subhanahu wa taala you have to do it and it's actually i feel that it's actually a ex- examination for so many sisters like i i never faced this much difficulty when i heard women's stories and i hear that they they are so much you know I've, i feel i feel so blessed alhamdulillah that my husband allowed me to do it and he actually wants me wanted me to do it in the first place so when i listen to sister's stories and i've listened to such oh, kind of people who don't allow their wives and their daughters to do it i don't understand what kind of muslim are you if, if you're a muslim you should know that this is their choice if they want to wear it for their creator. They're they're not doing it for you. If you don't like it, you have, you can see them at home without it, but why are you not allowing them to wear it in public? I I just don't understand that fact, Mm -hmm. but it's a sad reality again that a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of families here, there are so-called you know, liberal, fam- liberal Muslim who don't actually you know, feel it a necessity to cover, and if a woman is covering, they feel lesser, they feel it bad, and they look at them like you cannot do it, it's we don't do it in our family, and this is actually a very bad situation mm. for the one who is trying to do it. So, yes, I have talked a lot of women who want to practice it but cannot due to the society Spend and me. their family.
0: Spend May Allah
1: me. help them all.
0: I mean, mean. So sister, um, have you since wearing the niqab have you done any kind of work, like outside work or um, business or anything like that? What's your career path at the moment? You mentioned that you're you you know, you're a mother and everything. So is, have you done any kind of job wearing the neck Have you had that experience?
1: No, uh, I haven't done anything like that, but I used to go to, like, um, I I have only took online classes in everything. Now, I haven't done anything, uh, like, in business, but, uh, yes, I was going to driving classes, uh, and I never felt any difficulty wearing a uh although I feel
0: more confident and more protected, and I enjoy wearing it. So sister, could you tell us more about your blog um, that you started, why you started it and um, you know, how was it run? How how's the setup? Um yeah, and also about the um Nakabi bloggers platform as well. So can you give us more details about that inshallah?
1: Yes, so the first the first uh, when I started the um, idea behind it was to uh, you know, I, I wanted to be the voice for the women who are trying to wear a and do it uh, and I wanted to normalize it in our society, and I wanted to show that it 's okay to cover yourself and do everything you want to do but uh, then i met uh, I met a lot of sisters who are doing it uh, martial I, I, after I joined the instagram I went to I got to know a lot of uh, other sisters who are now friends uh, with me and even more than friends. So, I met a lot of uh, Nikabi sisters, mashallah, who are doing a really good job in uh, appreciating and in promoting this idea. So, a group of uh, sisters are with me, we made this uh, platform, Nikabi Bloggers Community, for specifically Nikabi bloggers to join in and to make, uh, you know, a big social appearance and to encourage other girls who want to wear it and mm-hmm. encourage other niqabi bloggers and to support them that they're doing a very good job so yeah it was like to it is a supportive platform initially it was uh, the real idea behind it was to support other niqabi sisters.
0: Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Right. MashaAllah. So, um, sister, on that note, what would you advise to um, a sister who is thinking of wearing the niqab but she doesn't feel confident or, you know, she has this kind of inhibitions in how she feels like, you know, maybe she shouldn't do it. What would you advise her?
1: Um, If uh, you ask me for one advice, it would be like, it is a command from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and no one can, you know, Change the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one can force you. Do not follow your creator. If you want to do it, just do it. And I think that a family has a really huge impact on, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. growing up girls. So I myself never, you know, had this environment of face wheel and uh, I felt it difficult adopting it but if you being a um, mom or you being uh, you know an elder sister if you start practicing it you will open ways to other girls and other young uh, your childrens and daughters to you know only we can normalize it only we if we just uh, do it practically, we can show them that this is not something out of this world. this is not something that is very difficult. So I think everyone who is willing to do it but cannot do it should do it, so the you know coming generation for it will be easier for them. I'm sure I'm I suppose. Yes, yeah, like I started uh, doing it when I got pregnant, and uh, I I strongly believe because uh, if I'm going to have a daughter, so she would look up at me, mm-hmm. and she would be she would try to copy me, so I want to do it for her, so it won't it wouldn't be difficult for her to do it, and mashallah, you know it it is it has a huge impact on young children who look up to their parents they copy them them and yes. it it is somehow in your your family you adopt what you see so whatever you want to do you have to do it to make uh, you know an example for your
0: coming generation Inshallah. yeah that's correct so how long have you been wearing it sister
1: uh, it's been like five years mm-hmm. since I got married, and I started in the first year of my marriage. But uh, you know, initially I wasn't doing it for like you know, everywhere mm-hmm. because in our in our society, in a family events, you know, when marriages and engagements, it is a huge problem. If you're covering yourself, you're not, you're not <laughs> following the dress code. It's yeah. somehow you know, uh, you know you cannot do it you, how can you cover your face it's wedding. it's it's your sister's wedding it's your brother's wedding and mm-hmm. i was like why can't why can't you know it's it's normally that's me that's what i wear that's my you know that's my parents this is how i look yeah. but people don't see it you know you are not you're not following the dress code if you're Covering your face, how can you cover your face in a wedding ceremony? Like, it, it's you know, I suppose mm-hmm. so. The the most difficult time I faced was my sister's wedding when I wanted to cover my face, but I couldn't because no one is doing it and I will feel out of place. But alhamdulillah, I tried and I did it. I and I, I mean, my parents had no, you know, my parents were not oppressive at all because uh, I told them that my husband wants me to do it and he has no problem with it so they didn't have any problem but still the society my cousin friends and everything everyone in family extended family they would look up at me and they feel pity for me like oh my god you your husband. Is forcing you to do it I was like no it's not about him it's about myself it's about my decision this is my own decision so Mm -hmm. this is that was the time I felt it most difficult to explain it to people that Mm -hmm. you know you know this this was a struggle this was the only struggle that I faced (laughs)
0: Alhamdulillah.
1: So Alhamdulillah.
0: To close the interview, um, What I will ask you, what does the niqab mean to you?
1: Niqab is uh, like, you know, it's a part of my daily life now and I don't feel ashamed on anymore. I don't feel bad about it. And it's, to me, it's kind of, you know, it's my proud, it's my confidence, it's uh, I am more protected and I am more like myself. It is my identity now. So now it's just a very important part of my life. I cannot be without it. Alhamdulillah.
0: Jazakallah (laughs) khair, sister, for joining the Nakabi Diaries. I really appreciate you giving your time for us and sharing your (laughs) very inspiring journey to the Nakabi
1: and thank you so much for inviting me. I had a really good time talking to you. Thank you so much.
0: No problem, sister. Take care. Assalamu alaikum. Nice talking to you.
1: Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.